I had no intentions of working in architecture because I was throwing pottery and as for a living and, and also playing drums, you know, and that wasn't going to work out. Father-in-law was a builder and we had gone out one night and he of course had his concerns. It's his daughter and like, what are you going to do type of thing? We were in a movie theater and watching the movie and he got up and he said, I have an idea. And he went to a payphone and um, he got me a, an appointment with the architect that he used. I did work for him very hard for seven years. I decided, you know, this is, this architecture thing is, you know, is a lot of fun and it's for me. And, and so. Welcome to Titans of Trade. I'm your host, Constance Dunn. And today we welcome someone who is very accustomed to building big, beautiful classical structures and many other types. Welcome, Kevin A. Clark. Thanks. Yeah. So is there something you want to talk about that you're working on right now that's particularly exciting or interesting or evocative to you? Um, well, it, there is, yes, because I'm, I'm about to take on two new projects. One of them is uh, to add a guest house to a, a house of mine that was actually in that, that a recent book by Rizzoli. So it's becoming more of an estate is growing as his family grows as well. So, and it's, so it's, a, it's a nice challenge, you know, to, to sort of get back in the mindset of the, the house that I had done before, which, which is, it's a very comfortable house. It's not a huge house. When I say that sometimes it sounds stupid because it is, it's about 6,000 square feet, but compared to some of the homes that I've done in the past, it's, it's, it's not modest, but, I don't know how to put it. It's it's a comfortable house, right? With, right. Sort of uh, a human scale, which is the same as the house that I did. This client, I did the, the home in Hawaii that that you had come in contact with me about, and he's in the process of selling that, and he's gearing up to do another one in a different spot that is probably more <clears throat> conducive to his lifestyle and his family and so forth because it's grown. They're nice challenges because, well, I, maybe it's not such a challenge in the sense that this, this person has become a very good friend of mine and, right. and a client. And so it's nice to be able to, you know, add something new to what he has yeah. and, and do something new. So, because we know each other so well at this point. And the house that you're doing a guest, you're adding a guest house. Is that a Spanish colonial revival? Yes. Style. Okay. Yes, it is. It's it's one that's on my my website, and right. it was uh, recently in, in a new book, and it's it's um, very much period accurate Spanish colonial revival. However, the inside is, you know, it, you might have a question about this later, but the inside is really more, um, well, it has all the the classic detailing, but it is it it flows more openly than I think people envision you know spanish architecture we'll just shorten it down to to you know darker you know maybe smaller uh rooms that aren't you know so that's that's sort of part of the challenge with that style trying to create something on on the exterior that that you'd think oh this is this was built you know in the 20s which was the golden sort of age of of that style with the architects that were working at the time. So, so, and then the, to do another, 
Hawaiian plantation style or Hawaiian bungalow style in Kauai is, is that's again a challenge because it's, it's, I think it, it came out successfully in the first one and getting a second, a second opportunity to tune up things that maybe I didn't feel weren't, let's say exactly right with the first one. So, um, Right. It's always a challenge. There's always a challenge because, you know, you, you create these things and then you have to put them in front of people and hope that they, you know, hope they like it. I always, I always hate that initial drop of putting things in front of people because sometimes there can be that pause, you know, that is either they react immediately or the longer the pause, sometimes <laughs> the worst uh, I feel about, you know, the result. Anyway, right. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes that pause can just be someone taking it in because I've done that before too. When someone asks me a a question and I I just, I really just want to think, and it's almost like socially the pause, it's like, we're supposed to answer really quickly. Yeah, You you know what I mean? So it's, it is, it's, it could be that they're taking it in, especially your projects are very significant in terms of their scale and complexity. Um, The Rizzoli book, that house, which one, what is it called? So we can go check it out or. It is, I think they're calling it Montecito Estate, I think. Okay. I, there is no technical sort of name for that house. Right. Um, there's one house in there that the owner had called it El Sueño. And, and so it's not that one. And it's okay. not, there's a smaller home that's in the book too. So there's, there's three of them. Uh, and among others, you know, it, it, the book was a, supposed to be about you know, currently working architects that are creating that style, almost basically, you know, showing that it can be done. I think people look at, they just figure it's an old house or old houses, you know, look that way because they're old and it's not really the case. I mean, George Washington Smith was, and Meisner, they were, they were doing the same thing we do now. They were trying to make something look old and, so with that time, I think it, 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 it looks that much older. And there's some people that are just, they really want that. They really want that. They, if they could have found the home that they ended up in, they would have purchased it without having to go through sometimes excruciating uh, ordeal of, of building a home, you know, uh-huh. so, I mean, <laughs> I, if you know what I mean, it's, it's usually a four year process. So. Is that right? Four yeah, years. between between the time I get a project and the time they're in. Now, some of them have gone much quicker for for several reasons. If there's somebody very, you know, decisive, they make quick, you know, and they don't make changes later on. They they understand what they were, you know, the product and result better than a lot of people. Now things have changed so much because because of you know, uh, computer aided, uh, work, you know, sketch up and, and everything else. And, and sometimes I don't know if we were supposed to delve into this just yet, but it is, um, sometimes I feel like the client almost knows too much in a sense that, you know, I've been doing this for, God, it seems strange, but it's like 35 years or something. And so along the way, people, they just had to trust that it was going to be good you know right but you didn't have to have every single angle of you know of a space or a room you know i always provided renderings and drawings and so forth that 
that hopefully they understand and, and I do uh, make quite an effort for that. But now, you know, you can look through every, every room. My son works for me and he, he's pretty amazing. And it's, it's a good thing that I didn't have to do that to get where I am because I didn't have that type of skill set, you know? Um, anyway. Yeah. And they, um, I'm curious, is this a Rizzoli book about like Spanish colonial revival style homes? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, it's called, uh, <laughs> I don't even remember what it's called. The Spanish oh, yeah. house, I think is what it's called. Oh, okay. Spanish. And um, it's funny. I always have to catch myself because I always want to call you an architect and you are very good about reminding me that it's like a design architect that you actually never went to architecture school but i think it's very interesting because you of all people especially with the scale and the style of homes you build um and i'm curious about how you got your start and why you decided you know why it was not necessary for you to go to the kind of conventional route in that regard uh, well, there's a very fortunate aspect about it. I, I, you know, I had no intentions of, you know, working in architecture. Um, I married pretty young and my, my uh, father-in-law was a builder and we had gone out one night and he of course had his concerns. It's his daughter and like, what are you going to do type of thing? Because I was throwing pottery and as for a living and, and also, playing drums, you know, which is, you know, and, and that wasn't going to work out. So he, he knew I could draw and he got me a, a job. He, he, we were in a movie theater and watching the movie and he got up and he said, I have an idea. And he went to a payphone, of course, you know, payphones. And, um, he got me a, an appointment with the architect that he used, who was a very, uh, he had become a very prominent architect. Um, a good one. His name's Gus Duffy. And, um, and so it, it worked out and I, I, I fell like, sort of fell into it. And at the time, again, you know, I was a good delineator and draftsman and, uh, and I really took to it. And after, I don't know, a couple of years, I decided, you know, this, is, this architecture thing is, you know, is a lot of fun and it's for me. And, and so I worked really hard. You know, like I said, I didn't go to school to to learn about architecture and sort of get where I am. But, um, I did work for him very hard for seven years and he was a person that I had to learn by attrition. I mean, he sort of did throw me into the frying pan at times and, and, um, which was great. I mean, it was difficult sometimes. And at, at towards the end, I was designing a good portion of his, of his buildings. And, um, he trusted me to do that. Uh, I, I, I don't know why in, in some ways, because I don't look at that as, you know, I'm sorry, just a second. Oh, sure. this, is, this is really stupid. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. And so it, seven years is a long time to work. And especially as a, a draftsman, it's, it's typically a very low paying job. At least you get to a certain point. And, um, and so I started doing work on the sides and, you know, people like little things, you know, a bathroom addition or a master bedroom or, you know, on homes that had no real significance and somehow I just got opportunities along the way. And 
you know, and made the best of them. And I think I worked really cheap early on. And so, uh, you know, people got bargains and, right. and just diligence, I guess, you know, yeah. working really hard. And, and it's not like, you know, you do pay your, you pay your dues, of course. And I was not a good student, so I'm not sure how that would have worked out. It wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't for me, you know, to dig in, um, in a very practical way was, was more for me. Yeah. And Gus, you obviously had native talent, you know, cause you yeah. were working with Gus and I'm sure he, he saw that, that, that about you. He did. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and I think he's, I, I still keep in contact with him and I think he, he liked, you know, that I really put my head down and I didn't have any, I didn't have any attitude and I was just so happy to be drawing, you know, and drafting that, that, um, back then, you know, you could, you know, you had to draft up very, very simple things, you know, um, whether it was schedules, there was no, it's so much different. You just, you can print up a thousand sheets of, you know, now, um, of just, you know, borders and things like that. And that's what I was doing at the time, um, at least to start out with, uh, because it was a necessary thing. And why would he spend time doing that? And, right. but as it, as it went along, it became more important for me to glean from him what, what he was doing and start, you know, creating the structures, you know, all the components, uh, structural aspects and, you know, roof plans that there, it can be, it can be difficult. And now my structures are, they might not look like very difficult to, you know, to put together, but in, in fact, they are because of um, certain aspects that I use to to create interest, especially in a Spanish colonial revival home. And speaking of, I, I want to ask about those things that you do to create interest. But I also just have to ask, what do you think it gives you the fact that you were a draftsman and you had like a big eraser and a pencil and you're over a draft table and you're doing this by hand in this very analog way? And now it's very different. Um, you know, obviously it's moved to CAD and, and other kind of computer based. So, but, you know, having done both and having come up in the analog way, what do you think it gives you as an architect that's different or extra or? There is working out certain uh, perfection uh, in, you know, as I've gone along, my son is very technical and I've had other drafts, but the drafts people. And, um, but the way we go back and forth is different and he can talk to me as other people wouldn't, you know? And so he gives me a hard time about certain things and it'll break it down to, you know, this dimension is 20 feet, three and a quarter. And I'll tell him you can't, framers don't work that way, but, but there is a perfection aspect of it that just, you know, uh, like concerning plate heights and things like that in, you know, for a roof. And there's very, especially with uh, Spanish colonial Bible homes, there's to add interest. There is, there is a lot of asymmetry and roof plans or the, or the roofs themselves have to have a lot of interest. I and mean, there, uh, sometimes I think it's what people notice more than anything or it registers, but maybe they don't know necessarily why it registers that way but it's indicative of that type of architecture and 
So the so CAD will um, sometimes it's there's a, a a perfection and it's really it's I'm sorry I bifurcate all the time but yeah. it's uh, um, it is a, a, a something that is almost uh, I don't know counterintuitive to design of that type of architecture um, because you can't delineate it the way you the way it needs to look I mean I still draw everything you know in my plans all, all the all the exterior elevations interior elevations are hand drawn out of ink and and black pencil and um or colored pencil sometimes but um so but all the technical aspects are initially done by me but then put together by cad and and for some reason i think that um now people can read cad drawings you know my clients they really react positively to them you know um uh i was in a a, a, a meeting that not that long ago with the uh montanito architectural um getting the acronym now but they they actually do check your your plans and they they comment on the architecture and so forth and one of them a well-meaning lady but she said you know these are just pencil drawings these are just hand drawings right and because that's what i present to them and you know you feel like reminding somebody i mean some of the greatest structures you know that we i mean imagine frank lloyd wright without his his drawings or or george washington smith wallace neff um gordon kaufman it goes on and on and and um but again i, I got off that topic he worked with you on a house you did in the north shore um, yes. I wrote about this house and that's how I, you know, got connected to you. And didn't you also handle, you were the overseer of the building and the construction of your design. You didn't just like deliver the, the plans and then say tally ho. Yeah, no. And it, and it really, it never is that way. Um, but I, th I think it goes back to how I took on. Uh, Spanish architecture or whatever I've done because I've done sort of Long Island country homes. I did, I've done homes in, actually I did four or five homes in Connecticut and the same in Santa Fe. And I always go back to the roots and that's what I did with uh, the home there in, in Hawaii. And, um, and there's several architects that really created in a sense that style. And that wasn't the only thing they did, but they sort of, uh, they did, really, really beautiful structures and things that they, they actually were, work so well with the climate. Like you said, there's very large overhangs and there's, there, there's a lot of rain and, and, um, but the interior had to be something quite different. You know, it, it's like anything I've done, you know, if you achieve something in terms of a, a period aspect, it, it works great for the exteriors, which I think means a lot to people, but the interior of the house you're talking about in particular is very, very open plan and very livable. I, I love the scale of the house because it's not, you know, these homes that I've done, I've done homes up to 35,000 square feet. So this home is something, one of the homes that I would have loved to keep for myself right. and to do it um, remotely. I did, I did visit the site, not like I normally do with the house in here and, you know, in LA or, or Santa Barbara, um, because I can get there so quickly. Um, 
it's a technology thing, which is, which is great. At the time we were calling it go to meeting, but I was able to work with contractors in that sense. And then, and FaceTime is amazing. I was able to do all, most of my supervision through, through FaceTime, you know, we, we work out whatever issues that are, it is. And, and, um, I would rather have been there, but flying back and forth is just not possible. I mean, I do it. I, I was with him to, to help select the property that he purchased to do it. And then, like I said, I probably went five times, you know, um, but FaceTime really is amazing, you know, and go to meeting and, or Zoom now, they call them for the most part. Right. And your son was part of that project very much. Yes. Yeah. And one of the things about that house is you mentioned the interior, because of course there's this, the exterior, the structure is very like classically Hawaiian. But the interior is very, very, I would say, you know, of the moment and, and, you know, how it really takes into consideration how people live. Um, There's like a really nice seamlessness with the outdoors, the way you did that. And then the open, the way that like the kitchen's very large. And there was a technical aspect that I thought was was kind of notable as well, that you tucked in a lot of like home automation, but did it in a very kind of under the radar way. And I was curious about if you could speak to that a little bit about your approach again, just, you know, again, classical, you know, look, and then very, very comfortable for, you know, this, this moment we're living in and for families and for the flow. And then of course the technology not being overbearing. Yeah. The, I have to say there's, <laughs> there are, there's also hiring the right people to work with, you know, for the, that technology aspect. But, you know, especially with respect to lighting, lighting systems are so complicated now. And that one does have a very sort of complicated um, system about it. Even when I stayed there, I, you know, I'm, you know, end up playing with it myself to figure it out. But, and then, <laughs> you know, the audio and part of my job is trying to hide all of this equipment, you know, the right. Tesla battery walls and, and so forth. And so there's these home runs that go to these closets and that kind of a thing. And it's, it's evolving now so quickly. I, I used to do lighting plans myself and now it would be sort of absurd. There's a specialist for pretty much anything and finding a good one is part of my my job. And I learn every, every single project seems like I learned something new about that. You know, I was curious about Spanish colonial revival because you're very known for that, although you've done other styles and it was that architectural style that really held you and spoke to you. And I was curious about when that happened and, and why, what is appealing to you about that style? Um, when I worked for, uh, Gus, I'll just refer to him as Gus. He, he, um, he had a book and it was a very small book. It was called the field guide to American architecture. And it's probably the only book he had and he wasn't really big on architecture books and, and, or maybe he was, we just didn't have it. And this one, it had these little images of these great homes all over the country. And because it established what, you know, certain things about the style, but anyway, it just, I looked at it and it just, the homes just immediately worked for me. And I grew up in, in, you know, Venice, California. And, 
you know, riding my bike through Venice and, and Santa Monica, you know, um, I just had an affinity for it and, uh, and you know, the romance of it, it is in a lot of ways, our architecture, California's architecture, I think is what people see, you know, when they think of California, they think of white plastered building, deep walls and, and palm trees, you know? And so that's in a sense, that's, I think it's, it's our architecture. And so I embraced it and still absolutely love it. You know, I've been to Spain and, and, went to several towns there that wouldn't necessarily be they're sort of off the beaten track and they were homes that were um well buildings let's put it that way that were uh i think architects of of the 20s again a golden age sort of into the 30s i think that they had books that had these images and i think personally what what i did to to get a real grasp on it is I ended up, I, I have an extensive library of, you know, actually fiction and um, architecture books. And um, I kind of went to the sources that they were using that, that helped them come up with, because they all did, we all, you know, take in from, you know, inspiration, but I don't know, the, the, the style just, it just speaks to me. And like I said, the, the romance of it, it's a, you know, um, and it's also very, it adapts really well to, you know, our, our climate, you know, because it's the house stays cooler. It is much more difficult to, um, create a house that has a lot of natural light, um, which is obviously a, a, really important to me and to my clients. It's one of the first things they'll ever say, we want a house that's very light, you know? And so doing that, coupling that with, you know, with that style of architecture is it's, it's difficult, but like I said, I've, I've owned homes myself in that style and it's probably the most comfortable home, you know, I've, I've been in for me. Um, wow. But and yeah. So there's an elegant simplicity there. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's, a, that's a good way to put it. Yes. Because and, certain aspects yeah. can be very simple in, until you get into right. ornamentation, iron and, and other aspects of it. But yeah, relatively simple. And so the ornamentation is not really ornamentation for flourishes sake. There is something there that's either utilitarian or looking at, a home of mine and, you know, architects that have, that, you know, that I am very impressed by. We did things that we, I use, you know, false chimneys and, and I use um, other, other things to create interest in it and it's, and they can be very important and you don't think they are, but there's, the ornamentation comes at the top of these chimneys. If you look at any of my buildings or, or, you know, buildings of NAF or, George Washington Smith, that sort of thing. There, those flourishes are at in in places that you wouldn't think. Um, and I do. It is it is quite important when you look at you know um, the way the let's say windows are covered with plaster, what we call a plaster grill. You know, you've seen them. Then there's sort of diced up in a way that there you can still see through them from the inside, but not very well. And, and I don't know. I have a a a theory, I suppose, 
on why that was done, um, potentially maybe to let, you know, in the older structures, I think that it was a safety thing. And, but it, the same thing is true with iron. Iron is where you see these, the ornate details and, and that's part of the beauty of it. You know, you have a, an ornate, let's say grill that's over a window and you've seen it many times, right? But the top, the flourishes at the top and, uh, are, that's where you throw in a lot of interest and exterior lighting as well. You know, the, um, hanging pendants and, uh, you know, the, it, it, it's difficult to, to, uh, produce that type of work now. You know, I've, I've worked with people that, that are real artisans and, um, and create quality work that it looks like it was, it's not manufactured, let's put it that way. And you can't, you have to be diligent again, finding, you know, finding that type. And it's out there, you know, in Los Angeles, especially you can find people that have that sort of vintage work, but there's, you know, in, in some exterior detailing, you know, entry, uh, you know, entries, exterior doors, there is a, a certain amount of, of detail. And if, if you look at what I've done, it's, I've worked on it really, really, uh, I guess I have a maniacal, you know, interest in detail, uh, especially with that style, because it's sort of self-perpetuating. I, um, I don't know if you were going to ask me a question about a certain project, but um, the, the project that I had done for, for Buckingham, Lindsay Buckingham, I kind of consider my, my career pre and post his house or their house. And, um, because, because I learned a lot doing that structure in particular. So it's, it's been good to me. And like I said, people do, you know, I've done, I've lectured on it and, um, a lot of my work is, comes from, from the houses that people see and, um, in one way or another, they, they find out. And, and, and so, like I said, it's been really, yeah. really good to me. And, um, like I said, the style just works for me. It's everybody has something that, you know, that works for them in yeah. particular, the sensibility. And that house was built on the site. Um, there had been a Neutra house on that site. Is that right? A rich, well, the previous yeah, house yeah, was a had- Richard Neutra. Yes, there you had a note about that, and the house that was on there, um, he had had for a long time, and it wasn't, it wasn't going to be, a, it wasn't a family type of home, or at least that's how they felt, and and there was reluctance, reluctance to to raise that structure, but um, I don't believe that it was a nitro house, and and uh, Lindsay is quite an aficionado and, and I don't think, I don't think anybody in their right mind would tear that down, uh, a, a nature structure. Um, but it had a, a little bit of a feel of that and I might be wrong. I mean, but, right. but the detailing on that was much more bulky. It wasn't indicative of something he would do. And I would have known, I'd like to think I would have known. Um, but I right. was probably much more focused on what was beyond than right. the house itself right. because the site was just a spectacular site and and it was a, a pleasure to site a new home on it without taking in into consideration anything about the, the previous structure. So of course. And 
to get to know the site, um, did you spend a lot of time just sitting up there or walking around? How did that work? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it may be less time than, you know, one would think. Um, I remember there's a architect, I think it was Cliff May that would actually pitch a tent and stay on property. Um, things are now are very different. It wasn't like that you couldn't go on Google earth or anything, but yeah, you know, I, I, I certainly went around the, the property several times, uh, trying to establish what was beyond. And if, in the, if we lost this tree, what's beyond that. And, um, as Lin, Lindsay said, he gets a lot of energy from the city. Now they're no longer there, but, um, and the strange thing about that project is that the house that I initially designed turned out to be something that they didn't, whatever reason they didn't, it, it wasn't something that was uh, sort of doable or, or, you know, it, anyway, so I had to go sort of back into the drawing board literally and and reestablish something completely different, which turned out to be the Spanish house that you see. Previously, the previous design was really more of something that they had seen and was really more, more I don't know, contemporary Italian type of structure. And um, at the time, I was disappointed because they have to get back into a completely different mindset. The home turned out to be part of the, this was part of the reason probably I, I probably probably 5,000 less square feet. So uh, it was a dramatic um, difference in square footage. And it turned out that the, that I was able to sort of let go of the previous design. And that took a while to do, but come up with something that was really far, far better. And something that I, I'm, I'm very proud of the interior of that home, but also the exterior. And I tend to focus a bit sometimes on exterior elevations, maybe more than I should, as opposed to aspects of the floor plan, but that floor plan, and there's several floor plans that I've done that I think are very, you know, there's a very original aspect to them. And that was one of them. And, and just, I was pushed very, very hard on with that project. Um, and also with the the designer as well, who's very already well known for a certain um, uh, joy and intensity for period architecture. And so it was, I was sort of pushed along and, and felt really comfortable with it. And so, but to get back to your question, I, I don't know, I think it's almost criminal to remove a nitrous structure. And I don't think that I don't think that it was, although somebody might think it was. It was very it was very open, but it was, you know, sort of weak on bedrooms and you know right, practicalities, right. kitchens. Now kitchens are pretty much everything, you know, in older structures, they were these little things. A lot of, you know, people had a lot of help back then, you know. Um a home that I owned, which was I I originally was uh, a George Washington Smith home. And I don't know, I think it was like 4,000 square feet or 5,000, something like that. And basically I had to tear everything down except the living room because it was really bad. It, it didn't survive the seventies, you know, as, as a lot of homes 
didn't. And so there were some really awful things that were done and um, very unsympathetic additions, that kind of a thing. But the point is that in that size home, there was still two, you know, two staff rooms, which were very small. But, it, you know, and the kitchen was relatively small. Because um, I, don't, I don't know what it was, but people live differently, not the way we live now. People are, they congregate more together. I think the family is much more involved. Children are much more involved now than they were. And I've been through all these different aspects. You know, I think early on I was, I was hired because my children were young and people that I worked for were young and having children. So they thought, well, I could relate to that. And, and now, you know, my clients are, a lot of them are much older, you know, um, and they have grandchildren. So that's the thing that, and I have grandchildren now. So it, it, it's, okay. it's like this, I've gone through this whole cycle that, um, you know, quite an experience, you know. And, you know, uh, before I forget, um, we were talking about your renderings earlier and they're very lovely. And I was on your website and we have one that we just wanted to put up for those uh, listening to this or watching this on YouTube. Um, and Kieran, if you could put up a rendering of Kevin's because they're pieces of art. They seem like art unto themselves and they're very lovely. And -hmm. I know that this was an art that is not always practiced anymore. I'm waiting for it to load up, but you're right. I mean, it doesn't, it's, it's yes. Unfortunately, this home wasn't built. Okay. It's really, really was, it was an extreme disappointment. Um, Look at that. It's just so beautiful. And so you had mentioned you've built homes that are like 35,000 square feet. You seem, your demeanor is very mellow. You seem very mellow and very centered and a project of that scale. Um, did you ever, were you ever like secretly freaking out or getting nervous or are you just always this calm about everything? Uh, no, probably <laughs> not. <laughs> if you talk to my wife, but um it's it for me there's this astonishing thing you know of working for people you know like somebody that that hires me and trusts me to do this right because they're you know, spending ridiculous money to achieve something that's done right you know especially like a house like El Sueño and um so there's a there's a humility that that co- comes along with it, and I have to try to envision myself living in anything I that I do, and and with you know like a home like this, I suppose I would have loved to live in this home, but it's not my personal, you know, um, wouldn't it be it would not have been an ambition to have something like this, and because I I suppose I had a very, uh, uh, you know, I grew up with it sounds funny, but. I have uh, three brothers and a sister and we all, you know, we all had these very small rooms and shared one bath, which would be an absolute absurd notion, you know, for anybody that I work for. So it's, you know, it's like, of course, kids have to have their own suite bathrooms and like, it would be preposterous not to think so. But, and so I, I came from a different place. Perhaps that's why the house in, um, in Hawaii was so comfortable for me because it had more of a scale that I could feel comfortable in. But I do, uh, 
I work really hard on, on trying to create a human scale to everything I do. And when I say human, I, I'm not even exactly sure what that means, but you you know what I'm saying. It's something that people feel comfortable in. They don't feel like so small in it, you know, and it's, it's, it's a difficult, it's difficult to achieve sometimes, but, and I can't, I can't relate that well to people that have, you know, $20 million to spend building a home, you know? Um, and, but it's more, it's more, uh, this, um, delight I get in the fact that people would trust me to do it, you know, um, sort of coming from nothing in a sense. Yeah. And it's, it's surreal sometimes really yeah. is surreal. Um, especially when you get into, like I said, this home was very, um, difficult for me and person was an artist. It was done for Massimo Giannulli and, and, um, we were both disappointed that, that we didn't build it because it was right in the same period I was doing two other homes that I thought were really important. And I do take time. These are done. These drawings are done. Uh, there's one in particular, I like quite a bit of that El Sueño project, which is a bird's eye, uh, rendering. And, uh, and I suppose I pride myself in the, the idea, because if you look at most of mine and, and I've heard this from builders that, my drawings or and renderings look, they look, the end result is what you see, you know, it's, they're not, um, uh, because I've seen a lot of, uh, renderings, not as much now because everything people render in, you know, in 3d so easily. Uh, but I use, I use tracing paper actually in black ink and then just colored pencils. Um, the way the, a pencil and pen bite into uh, paper, that type of paper, it, it just, it feels different. It, it, it works different. And I do, I love putting together something like this because in the process, I, I work out what, what I know isn't going to be aesthetically pleasing. So um, it's, I do love setting these things down in front of people because it's almost never disappointing, you know, I mean, because you're, again, you're, it's a culmination of a lot of dreams and, you know, my, my clients don't take it lightly. They, you know, they're very, um, always very tickled by it. Um, my dog is here. (laughs) And there's a lot of specificity in these renderings. There's much more that meets the eye here. Like you've worked out everything in these. Yes, I, I have. And that's what, because I spend, um, a, a, I work out all the, even panel designs. Uh, if you look at them, there's a lot of complexity and, and, um, a house like, uh, I keep referring to El Sueño because it's probably the most important thing I've ever done. And, um, it, that, okay. Um, sorry. Uh, it's that one, that property was an amazing property. And, and I, you know, I sort of, people say these things and sometimes I I have issues believing it, but 
that one sort of did so I would say reveal itself to me that, you know, in the sense that I, I walked on that property and I could see what, you know, what I think that the end result would be. Okay. Okay. All right. So it's a, it was a real vision in that regard. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I believe so. I'd like, I, I, I'd like to think that's what it yeah. was. It's, um, I guess re- reveals itself would probably be the way to say it, but it doesn't happen all the time. It did with that. And all my initial drawings for that are, are exactly what you see, including, you know, the door, all the door designs. And, and in, in that case, it, it's not true with everyone, but they sort of sort of poured out, poured out of me in a sense. And, and it was a special, special project. And, and the owner, I had just come off of this, what you have right now. And I was very disappointed and, the owner was a fantastic guy. And he goes, he, the first thing he said was, let me tell you something. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen with me. It will be built. You, you draw it and, and I'll build it. Whatever you draw, I'll build. And he was special for that. And, um, and I'll be sort of eternally grateful for that opportunity. Um, and that was a project that I probably visited, I don't know, at least 50 times under construction. Wow. So you're very, very, very challenging structure, but in some ways it's not my most successful in terms of work, you know, um, people hire me. There's another home that has been a gift that keeps giving, but. Right. It's uh, almost like the drawings are, are in in some ways I consider them really more um, illustrations in some ways because they're, they're not, there's more sort of crude, you know, sketches that come out and they're probably, um, just as interesting. It's just that they don't end up that much on, on, on plans themselves, you know, they're more a visual for, for a client. And so those are, those are kind of special. They, they're in files, you know, so they're, you know, I go back and take a look at them now and then and, and I just can't believe all the, the work that I've done and all these drawings. And I, you know, I, I had a lot, a lot of energy. Yeah. And all the, yeah, all these houses and you're still creating them. So I look forward to your new, your new creations. And we thank you so much for joining us on Titans. Thank you. I, I yeah. enjoyed it. <laughs>